I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi, I'm Joe Connolly to introduce you today to Dr. Thomas Dowling. And you will hear today about reducing back pain and having better mobility and being more active and being more healthy. We'll also find out a little bit about improving posture to see how that may affect the back and our mobility. Welcome, Dr. Thomas Dowling of Long Island, who draws patients from all over the world for his practices, spinal surgery. Hello, doctor. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm just fine. Just fine. Thank you. What is the most common type of spinal surgery that patients need now? The most common type is probably for a, a slip disc or what's called a herniated disc, either in the neck or the lower back. Um, 90% of them are treated non-surgically, but there's a certain proportion, 10% on average, that end up having a surgical intervention. Have there been a lot of advances in what I as a layman would call back surgery or spinal surgery? You know, my career from graduating 40 years ago from medical school and, and focused in orthopedics and spine surgery, the tremendous advances, um, advances through that whole time. Um, the major advances really came uh, over the last uh, two decades. More recently, um, you know, the, the advances are more towards um, what we call navigation or guided imaging surgery and robotics is now starting to make a, um, a play into our field where it was more for um, general surgery. Uh, initially, um, the laparoscopic surgery has um, come to our field as well. Um, you know, again, from general surgery um, as its beginnings and uh, it continues to uh, move forward. The robotics is the uh, more current one and the biologics, meaning, you know, how do we actually treat um, disease without actually doing surgery? You know, stem cells, genetic, et cetera, is the future. Here's a dumb question, uh, probably not the first one you've gotten today. When you say navigation, do you mean navigation by the surgeon or navigation (laughs) of the patient? So navigation, um, basically, uh, like your car, GPS, a guided way to entered the spine as we've gone from open surgery where we actually see the anatomy um, to going through minimally invasive through smaller incisions or percutaneously, meaning not even making a real incision. We need um, you know special intraoperative guidance to help us make sure that we're in the right spot. And um, that's what I mean by navigation. 
you specialize in spine surgery, your practice does, or do you do other types of orthopedic surgery too? So our practice, we're all board certified orthopedic surgeons, but our specialty, we're all subspecialized in spine surgery. Um, it's an extra fellowship trained year. Um, you get training in spine as an orthopedic resident, but uh, then you specialize for an extra year. I actually specialize for an extra two years in spine and uh, restrict our practice to spine. But we have a lot of patients who present with neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, hip pain. And sometimes they have, uh, uh, you know, they're doubly blessed. They have a shoulder problem and a neck problem. They have a back problem or hip problem, or really their, their hip pain manifests itself as back pain and vice versa. So there are people I've seen who've had hip replacements wondering why they never got better and it was really their back. Wow. How's business? Business is always booming. The most common reason people go to the doctor is for a cold. The second most common reason is for back pain. When should a person go when a back pain doesn't go away for a couple of days or a week or two or what? So people who have pure back pain, um, generally 85% uh, of them will have a resolution of their back pain within a couple of weeks of the onset of their back pain. It's when back pain persists, it's severe, or doesn't respond to just simple measures like I hurt my back lifting something or I, and when I go to rest, the pain persists, or if there's something developing in terms of any what we call neurologic issues or red flags in terms of a weakness, um, a fever, chills or, or sweats or pain at night, pain at night that wakes you up out of sleep. It, you know, you expect the pain to get better when you're resting. Those would be what we call red, red flags. Why business wise have you decided to specialize? You know, I always had an interest in orthopedics. Um, when I was training, I had a, um, a special exposure to a group of uh, physicians who did spine, and I got very interested in spine. When I started, there was very little technology available in terms of instrumentation. I came back, you know, basically the instrumentation had been around for, in, in the 80s, the same instrumentation we've been using since the 60s we've been using then. Um, there were some modifications, but very few back then. And there was a lot of opportunity to, to develop um, better techniques for surgery. Length of stay was significantly different in terms of back surgery. When I started, you know, people would be admitted for a, a disc surgery and stay several days. Now that's considered an outpatient surgery, even for the cervical spine or the neck area, they can be home the same day. Um, I think the, uh, it was a, a field that was not well represented within within orthopedics. Everybody, when they thought of back surgery, was more for just deformity, scoliosis. But I think there was a lot of opportunity for other issues uh, to be handled uh, surgically and non-surgically. I noticed that your website is very welcoming. And you know what I noticed about it is that the patient reviews, unlike on a lot of, unlike on some businesses' websites, are current. They're all from the last few weeks, so the last couple of months, right off the top. And that is pretty impressive. Do you do any marketing as such, or is it all so, the mouth business? You know, when I first started in practice, my referrals were, you know, I'd be on call in the emergency room and I'd take on patients there in the hospital, have consults. And then, you know, when I started, almost every physician was in private practice. 
you know, there weren't that many employed physicians by hospitals or large hospital systems. And there'd be a referral pattern where I'd get patients from these doctors. As, as the um, environment changed for a lot of uh, um, monetary reasons in terms of hospitals grouping together to get better contracting, and then they decided that since the surgeons, particularly in the physicians in general, guided where their patients went, well, if we own the physicians, we can make sure that those patients come to our hospitals. So our referral patterns dried up in terms of the private practice doctors. I'd say less than 50% now of physicians are in private practice with the rest are employed. And there's some financial reward or incentive to stay within a system um, rather than refer outside a system. So what our practice is now noted that, you know, and we've been around uh, uh, several decades that word of mouth uh, and your reputation uh, now is more of uh, how we get patients than, than actual physician referral, although those are still out there as well. So do you have a company or a staff member who handles that good looking website for you? So we have, I uh, have internal IT, you know, we don't go to the cloud. We're, we're uh, electronic medical records. We do everything in-house, our own servers. And uh, I have full-time IT and, and uh, uh, my uh, IT person, Chris Kalin, has uh, managed to uh, keep us up to date with our websites. We hire a website management company and we have people who are interested in our practice in, in websites, particularly our younger younger staff members who are more adept at it than I am in terms of the Instagrams, et cetera. There have been so many stories in recent years about doctors and healthcare costs and burnout. My question is this, do doctors like yourself continue to recommend to their relatives, children, friends to go into medicine? Because I, I, I've read otherwise. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll just speak for my own family. You know, you hear some physicians say, I would never have my kids go into this field. And I say, well, you want to love what you do. If you want to go to work, you don't want to go to work not loving what you do. So I don't think medicine is necessarily for everybody. And I think, you know, medicine is a great rewarding career for me. Um, you, How often you get in and actually talk to people, um, can help people on a daily basis. You can be anywhere you want in the world as a physician to work. You know, if I speak to my own family, um, I was the first physician in my family. Uh, my son's a chief resident in orthopedics. My daughter's a uh, resident in uh, dermatology and my youngest daughter's a nurse practitioner. So- You just you know. answered that question. That's great. And look at the, look at the beaming dad. Yes. Just a couple of I other questions in there. <laughs> Uh, just a couple of other quick questions. What's the next bex What's the next big thing just over the horizon in orthopedic surgery? You know, I think uh, our understanding of how disease develops. Uh, why does arthritis happen? How does back pain happen? Is just degeneration, which is an aging process, uh, a real um, impetus for back pain? You know, what are the genetics behind this? How can we treat it without actually doing surgery? I think, you know, stem cell and uh, genetics are really the next up and coming, what we call biologics. And we're still in the experimental stage right now with all of that. And I said we'd ask about posture or such topics. Are there any suggestions that you can give to people for better posture or maintaining mobility and flexibility as long as you can? 
So that just comes down to your lifestyle. I mean, how, how well do you treat your body? And that goes with everything that, that we do in terms of our health. You know, are we, are we exercising on a regular basis? That exercise can be walking on a daily basis, how flexible we are, you know, do you join, go to yoga. You don't necessarily have to do yoga, but yoga is a great way to maintain flexibility and what we call core strength. Uh, a lot of us, uh, you know, rely on our bodies to do things on a daily basis. A lot of us are not in physical active um, job positions, so we have to make a, a conscious effort to exercise. I think exercise is probably the key to everything there is in terms of maintenance of health and, and aging in a way that we can minimize impact in terms of the negative effects on our body. Well, it's been enjoyable to meet a doctor when he's not wearing a white coat and you're not lying flat on your back. Uh, <laughs> it, it's been nice to talk to you. And the website for your business is simply lispine.com? That is correct. Thank you, Dr. Thomas Dowling. It's nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you again. Thank you. Have a great day. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.